Welcome to the Asian Rebel Podcast. I am Stephanie. And I am Matthew. This week, we are covering a segment on Harajuku fashion. Have you ever seen the Japanese street scene? If you haven't, let me tell you. This is the birthplace of Japanese most outrageous fashion. Everyone seems to be dressed as if they are playing dress up with a head full of hair clips, cotton candy colored hair, with brightly colored clothing, or even dressed as if they were a life-size doll. These colorful and loud styles are known as the Harajuku fashion. Stephanie, do you know what Harajuku means? Besides from the fact that Harajuku is a type of fashion and a neighborhood in the Shibuya district of Tokyo. Okay, wait, I only took Japanese for one semester, but I believe the word Harajuku derives from two words meaning original and a place in which someone stays. That combination of two words gives the perfect explanation of what Harajuku represents in Tokyo. It is a safe place where Japanese people can escape their stressful lifestyles to express their originality for a short period of time without being judged by others. You know what? I like the way that you made that connection between the meaning of Harajuku and what it represents. What you said is so very true. This fashion emerged during the 1980s out of a movement that goes against the strict societal rules and pressures of success in school and careers. It eventually morphed into a unique fashion subculture in which youth rebelled against the social norms of their society. And for the first time, you've seen an an, uh, merging of Japanese fashion with Western fashion. It consists of expressive styles where Japanese youth tend to wear colorful and creative clothing. Pretty crazy, right? When you consider that if not many or all of Japanese students, at least in school, are expected to go to cram school, study really hard, even in their own golden week vacation they're studying. The students are expected to go to cram school, which in turn makes a normal five-day school week for us a six-day school week. Based on the prior knowledge that I have from the many Japanese courses I've taken is that this is also relevant when they all grow up to become what everyone calls salarymen or salarywomen. All they do is go to their nine-to-five, and that's all they do. They don't do anything else. That's all they focus on. And that tells me that Japan's culture, even today, as I look into it more, that it's a never-ending cycle of 
training your population to be workaholics. Well, you know what? I didn't even realize the amount of work and stress put upon the Japanese youth. Coming from the American culture, I feel like it's more lax here, so I couldn't even fathom what they're going through. It's like they are expected to study hard, to take entrance exams for higher and prestigious high schools. And if they didn't, they would be looked down upon for not caring about what high school they were to go to. But what makes it even more striking is that joining a club and having extracurricular activities on top of all of that is expected. And like when, when do they ever have time for themselves? Then this cycle only continues as they get older, and those students have their own kids in which the cycle repeats itself. It's no wonder many of those young people take to the streets of Harajuku and Shinjuku to show off a completely different style than what their society is used to. As we said, this kind of style, showing it off to public as who you are, would be looked down upon in everyday Japanese life. But these students or these youth are just trying to find an escape, a place to express themselves, just somewhere to be different and show off a completely new side. And they have to do this in secret from their parents because apparently it can get so bad that even they, f they even fear that their parents would disown them for catching them dressing up in those styles. You know what? Let's rewind a bit and discuss the U.S. influence on Harajuku during World War II. So during World War II, the U.S. Army established their camp in Japan in the very place that is now known as the Harajuku District. Many barracks were built to accommodate the soldiers. They even created new shops and services to accommodate the soldiers and families of the military soldiers. <clears throat> through, <clears throat> through business and trade, this Harajuku district was exposed to Western fashion and culture, which caused a wave of Western influence. As the Japanese youth was curious to see what the Western culture was about, they managed to get Western products that were originally intended for the military. What was created to be a little city inside Tokyo, Japan, was meant to last only a short while. However, post-World War II, that district is thriving and the streets are packed. It's the place to be. Now that we have a background of kind of what Harajuku is and how it came to be, Stephanie, what are some of the styles that you find intriguing to you? Okay, well, excuse me if I mispronounce their names, but the various Harajuku styles that I'm talking about is Gairu, Ganguru, Koga, Bososoku, Visual, Dolly, Colt, Fairy, Mori, and Kimono.
Wait, wait a second. Slow down a bit. Oh, I thought you wanted to know all the names of the Harajuku styles. Excuse me if I got a little bit carried away there. Let's just talk about our favorite Harajuku styles instead. Mine is Gothic, Gothic Lolita, and it's interesting solely because it's just darker tones. It's mysterious. A lot of the colors are black, white, sometimes red, a lot of grays. There are these long, flowy clothing that very much remind you of the Victorian era. Gothic is simply dark, mysterious. There's a lot of words you can use for it. Loli is a young, young girl, specifically in Japanese. And it's interesting how they take in Victorian hairstyle, which to me usually came off more adult and matured, and turn it into like this pretty much just gothic, but on kids, right? It's still, at the end of it all, is still a rebellious action in Japan, and these younger people are going to Harajuku and choosing to wear these really dark clothings, but in that context, they're really standing out against the audience and the demographics in Japan. Okay, well, I myself have many favorite styles that are known as Harajuku, uh, but for the sake of keeping it simple, I will stick to two. One being Lolita fashion, as I believe it to be really cute as it contains pastel colors and the clothing is doll-like. As a girl, I know I did and other girls grew up playing with dolls, so why not dress up like one as well? Um, and another one of my favorites would have to be the Decora style, as this style consists of throwing all your hair clips that you have on at once on your hair. As a child, I collected hair clips. So again, I like this fashion as it reminds me of childhood. I also think it is pretty cool that these styles don't conform to fitting in with the crowd. Instead, they are bold choices that set you apart from the crowd. Wow, sounds like you really like those Japanese styles. Have you ever seen Fruits Magazine before? Oh, sounds cool. So what is Fruits Magazine exactly? Fruits Magazine is a collection, a photo book of sorts, that has many pictures of Harajuku and all of its diverse subcultures. It is created by a Tokyo-based photographer named Shoichi Aoki. He has accumulated this collection of photos for Fruits as he walks through the streets of Tokyo in Japan, and he's focusing on Harajuku and the Harajuku district. This sub-district is world famous for creating new and upcoming trends in fashions. It is one of the biggest fashion hubs in the world, and Fruits helps to capture and display that to the world. The culture that has developed in Tokyo has grown through many years of development and has now come to a point where the creatives have the ability to take their androgynous, cute, or gothic aesthetics to the extreme ends of the scales. With so many others pulling inspiration from our district, 
people in Japan are constantly pushing the boundaries in a fashion in a way that is completely unique to many other societies. One of the people who introduced me into Harajuku, which we'll talk about later, did pull inspiration from it. Fruits was created as a reflection of this phenomenon and was able to thrive by simply creating a space for creative artists to express themselves and emerge. You know what? I really do appreciate you sharing Fruits Magazine. I think it's really cool. And seeing those styles th within the pictures in the magazine show individuality. And it's quite inspiring to me as well as other people. And after looking through the magazine, all those photos appear as if this Harajuku style has transcended transcended into a type of art form or as if they are an art piece that people are wearing. <clears throat> and since you shared that magazine with me, I would like to share a website called HarajukuStyle.com. What it is, is exactly is it talks about fashion, news, and information directly from Harajuku, Japan. If you have an interest in Harajuku or you're a fanatic, I feel that you should definitely check out this website. Besides, it has various information for you to, you to learn about the Japanese culture further. It gives a list of even uh, Japanese music you could listen to. Uh, out of the whole website, I believe my favorite part of this website would be uh, the list of Harajuku brands and shops in which you can um, buy the Harajuku apparel. Um, because at one point in time, I was interested in buying this apparel and I didn't know where to find it. However, on this particular site, it will direct the viewer to these different apparel shops that wear the Japanese, that sell the Japanese streetwear, in which you can buy the Harajuku style clothing. I feel like having a magazine or a website available, uh, such as the ones that you and I spoke about Fruits Magazine and HarajukuStyle.com in a sense mainstreams Harajuku and individuals can come across this style through these media out outputs that may have never known about this interesting style and trend that came to be. How did you discover Harajuku, Stephanie? Okay, so I first discovered Harajuku through, no doubt, artist Gwen Stefani. So literally, I discovered it from the band called No Doubt. As Stefani had a love for Harajuku fashion. And when I first seen her perform in these different type of clothing, I thought it looked really different and as a teen you're trying to 
find yourself and be an individual. So I started doing research on the style online. And although I came from a strict family, I implemented some of these Harajuku styles here and there um, throughout my wardrobe. Uh, Gwen Stefani, she also has a clothing line which I adore. She has um, apparel, accessories, and stationery. It's called Harajuku Lovers Clothing Line. And uh, beyond that, she created a group with Harajuku Girls, which is made up of herself as well as her Japanese um, backup artist. And the group is known as, or she has a song that's premiered on the beginning and end of our podcast. It's known as Harajuku Lovers Live. So you could check out the full song yourself later if interested. I also discovered Harajuku through music. And that's through the Japanese pop idol, Karu Pamu Pamu. She, her whole idol persona is around Harajuku, and her inspiration comes from particularly the Decora style of Harajuku fashion. And originally, I really liked her songs, really bright. Everything she wears is bright. The whole stylization is bright and fluffy. Like, it's crazy how some of the music videos are. You should see, in particular, the one song, Pon Pon Pon, and that's really the name of the song. She even says it a lot throughout the song. It's very bright, very out there. It's just her pure, raw, creative expression coming out at you. And that really got me into it. And funny enough, we did mention that many youth got into Harajuku because they were trying to get away from societal norms and getting away from their strict rules. Karu, funny enough, is a result of that she is a very good example of a harajuku fashion idol because she had a strict family she wanted to get away from that and in turn she ended up becoming a really famous idol that i still watch to this day and i think is inspiring a lot of other people when they see Kara. Uh, you should listen to her songs it's really like bright and uplifting Alrighty, this is all we have time for today. Thank you for joining the Asian Rebel Podcast. This week on the topic of Harajuku style, this is Stephanie and Matthew signing off. Sayonara. Fashion is fashion. Girl, you got style.